one. All right. You know what it is. You know who it is. We're back. Episode 27 of the Fight Cast. We had an exciting weekend in boxing. Jake was just about as right as you could be in terms of Canelo. I was just about as wrong as you could be in the UFC. <laughs> and uh, we'll go over the UFC quickly. Uh, it wasn't a big night overall. There were like a ton of big names, but um, there were some good fights. Neil Magny and Jeff Neal. I should have known, and I don't know how I let this slip my mind, that Neil Magny was significantly longer than Jeff Neal. And that length played a huge factor. Uh, I've started to see that a lot of these dudes who are longer and good strikers have the advantage because the other guys just can't get inside, especially with kicks. And if they know how to use their distance well, which Neil Magny does, and Neil Magny is a, a good wrestler, and he he has all the stuff to stop Jeff Neal. And I should have realized that, and I didn't. Um, I don't know why. Uh, the last time I saw Neil Magny fight, he lost, and I forgot who he fought last time. But he ended up, you know, he used his length. He kept uh, Jeff Neal basically off of him the entire time. And Jeff Neal couldn't get inside, you know. Oh, it was Michael Chiesa. That's what he fought last time. And Chiesa was a dude that I didn't think would – I know I picked Chiesa last time, but I didn't think he'd be able to get inside on Magny as well as he did. But Chiesa dragged him down and took him down. So, you know, Chiesa's a longer dude, and he's a, he's a wrestler, and Jeff Neal wasn't looking to take him down at all. He was just looking to strike and, and bang with him. So, you know, he tried to get his shots in. He got a couple of good shots early, and he, I think he may have stunned Magny a couple of times, but then Magny just really – kept his range, used his length, was just chipping away at Neil, and he just won the fight on a decision, and he won it handily. Uh, he looked really well, uh, looked good. He performed well. He impressed me. Uh, I think, you know, whatever he decides to do next, he's going to have, you know, a good fight, and I think that uh, overall, that fight, I, I should have picked that one better overall, just that I should have taken into account that stuff. Next, we got uh, – Cowboy, Cerrone. Uh, I mean, if this dude gets another shot, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Uh, I think he needs to be cut. If they already cut Tyron Woodley and Woodley lost to, you know, four champions essentially in a row, like Woodley didn't lose the bums. You know, his last fight may have been the only guy that was kind of like, yeah, you should have beat him. Um, every other fight that he lost in the last, whatever, four fights he lost were, were champions or people who have fought for a championship within the last couple of years. So for Woodley to get cut and Cerrone to still be on the UFC roster is uh, it's kind of crazy to be honest with you. He, he hasn't won since 2019. He's lost his last, or he didn't lose all five fights, but he's either lost or had a uh, no decision or a draw in his last uh, six fights. So in 2019, he beat Ally Quinta. Then he lost to Tony Ferguson. He lost to Gaethje. He lost to Connor. He lost to Anthony Pettis. He no decision or he drew with uh, Nico Price. And then he lost to Alex Morano. So he is on a bad streak. I thought he'd be able to pull through, but it just looks like he, he can't take the hit anymore. He doesn't move his head well. And anybody who pressures him or hits him early, once they hit him once, he's just, he's done. Uh, so I think, you know, I think it's time for him to hang it up. But he says he wants to go one more. I don't know if the UFC is going to let him. I, I, I mean, it's looking like they're not going to cut him because I feel like they would have already cut him if that was the case. But, uh, yeah, he, he looked bad. He didn't look good. He, he, I don't think he had any moment in that fight in which 
I was like, yeah, like there's Cowboy. But again, this has been the last three fights that I've seen. He just doesn't show up. He doesn't have, I just don't think he has what he needs anymore. Um, and it's just been bad loss after bad loss after bad loss. And I think, uh, I think just a, a three, let me see. Yeah, of those fights, four of them have ended in the first round. So, and I think the only two that didn't were second and they were all at least TKO. So it was one, two, three. So of his last six, he's lost five of them. One was a uh, a draw and he's gotten TKO'd in four of them. So it's just not looking good for him. And uh, I, I, think it's, it's, I think it's time for him to hang it up. Last, so I, again, didn't do enough research on this fight with Michelle Waterson and Marina Rodriguez, but they were, so Michelle Waterson's a 125 fighter. And so is, I think Marina might be a 135 fighter. And this fight was moved up to 135. So they had to, essentially Michelle Waterson had to gain weight. And I think Marina was already a 135 fighter, if I'm not mistaken. So this was a, a pretty big challenge for Waterson. And she just looked small in the cage. She had her moments in the fight. I, I thought she did really well, but she was just getting out striked, out muscled. She had a you know, she had a really good round and she amazed me. She takes shots, dude. Like she was getting wrecked. She's one of my, you know, she's one of my favorite fighters too, but she gets wrecked and like she got hit a bunch of times, but she took her shots. She, she has such good control of her front leg that like, it's insane. She hits people. She hits people with accuracy with her front leg that like people can't even do with their jab or like their, their cross. Like it's insane. She'll just pluck you from like the weirdest position with her foot in your face. And she, towards the end of the fight, she caught Rodriguez with this nasty kick to the cheek. And right away her cheek like blew up. Like you could see it. And her jaw was like, I think she might've fucked up her jaw or she at least put a welt on her face and, and it was bad. And I thought that was a turning point. And then the fourth round, Waterson got her down and just dominated her on the ground. She just couldn't get her down after that. Um, again, because I think the length was too much. There was just, you know, it, it wasn't, there was just too much in favor of Rodriguez in this fight and Waterson couldn't pull through. Um, Rodriguez looked really good. Um, you know, I'm impressed with how she fought and she, again, she used her advantages against, uh, Waterson good. And, uh, I think now she's on a, she's on two fight win streak. She beat, uh, Rebus at two fifty seven. She's beaten Waterson now. So whatever, you know, whatever's next for her, she's, uh, she's going to be up there in the, in the ranking. So again, Oh, and three on the night wasn't my best night, but we got another night coming up. This weekend, we got UFC, uh, what is it, 262, I think now? Let me see. I left the main page. UFC, let's see. UFC 262. So we got the lightweight championship. We got Michael Chandler, Charles Oliveira, Tony Ferguson, Benny Dariush. And then we got uh, Edson Barboza, Shane Burgos, and a couple fights that were added onto the card because Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards got canceled and moved back to June 12th, I believe. I'm only going to talk about Ferguson and uh, Ferguson, Dariush, and then Chandler versus Oliveira. Um, so I'll start with Ferguson and Dariush. I am very much putting this fight in the exact same category that I put Cowboy last week. I think that Ferguson is in a very tough spot. He's lost his last five fights, I think. He lost Oliveira, Gaethje. Oh, no, no, sorry. His last two fights. 
Um, you know, he's had some ups and downs. He's hasn't looked good in his last three fights. He beat Cerrone in the fight before that in 2019. But again, everybody's beaten Cerrone. And uh, it just, he kind of looks a little bit off and he's been doing some weird shit in his training. And from what I understand, he's really cleaned up his training and he's cleaned up a lot of things in terms of his camp and his team. And he's actually trusting other people. And I think the last two fights he's had, he fired his whole team and ran his camp by himself. So I don't really know how that goes and what he was doing, but he was just doing a bunch of random stuff and he's known to train very weird. Um, But Dariush is not a easy opponent. And he is, I I really think he's going to pull this out right now. He's on a one, two, three, four, four, five fight, one streak, I believe. Um, And I, I think this is going to be probably, I think this is going to be the best fight of the night. And I think that Ferguson's going to have his moments. I think what's going to happen here is Ferguson's going to look really good early. Um, And I think that Dariush is going to pull through. I think Dariush is a lot better of an overall fighter right now. And I, I think that Tony, <clears throat> Tony Ferguson is just in a weird spot in his career. Um, I would not be surprised if Tony Ferguson caught him and, and won, but I think Dariush is going to win. I think it'll be a second round TKO or actually, I shouldn't even, I think it's going to go to decision because Tony Ferguson, he took that beating from Justin Gaethje and I know that Dariush can't do what Gaethje did. So I'm going to go with a decision overall. And I think Dariush is going to win um, for the championship. We got Oliveira and Chandler. This is a fight that in my mind and like my heart of hearts, I don't think should be happening. I think either Dustin should be fighting for this title or, you know, Dustin and Oliveira probably, but it seemed right from the beginning that Dustin wanted nothing to do with these guys. Uh, They, it seems like they wanted Chandler in there right away. And that was, you know, the whole idea was to get him one win or just get him on a name and then, or get him to beat somebody and just push him in because it was a really quick jump. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and say it was wrong of a decision because I think Chandler is a really good fighter. I think it was a little bit too soon. I think he should have at least gotten one more fight in, but I think that they panicked a little bit here and needed to make a decision because Dustin essentially said no to the lightweight title and yes to the fight with Connor. And they knew that they couldn't put Connor in after two losses right into the belt, you know, for an opportunity for the belt. So they picked Oliveira, who I think Oliveira was the dude who should be in the fight overall. It was just who was Oliveira going to fight. And Dustin said no. So Chandler was just next in line, you know, and there was a lot, like I said, when we went back to the whole Dustin versus Connor, there was a lot of like odd things going on in the lightweight division because a lot of these dudes outside of Habib, because he was just wrecking everybody in the lightweight division. And mind you, this is the first title fight since Habib has retired. So everybody who was in line for the title had already lost to Habib essentially. And everybody was coming off a loss, uh, you know, so it was who fights for the title because all these dudes are coming off a loss. And the only one who didn't fight Habib was Oliveira at the time. And Oliveira wanted to fight Habib, but Habib retired. So, you know, Chandler won, looks really good. I think he's going to win this fight. I think he's going to win it early. And I think he's going to knock Oliveira out. I think he's too explosive. He's too strong. He's too good of a wrestler. I don't think Oliveira is going to have enough in the tank for, I don't want to say tank as an endurance, but I don't think he's going to have enough in his skill set to knock off Chandler. And I think what's going to happen here is Chandler is going to come out hot. I think he's going to be swinging for the fucking fences. And I think he's just a way better boxer than Oliveira. And I think what's going to happen here, he's going to catch Oliveira very early and the fight's going to end very soon. He's Chandler himself called 
a first round knockout. And I could easily see that happening. Uh, you know, Oliver is good. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's earned this, this, this opportunity for the belt, but I think Chandler is going to win. And, you know, then it's going to set up whoever wins between Dustin and Connor, I think is, you know, going to be next in line to face Chandler and Chandler's rooting for Connor. Um, you know, whatever happens there, we'll talk about that when it gets closer, but I think that overall Chandler's going to win. I think he's going to do it in exciting fashion and early. And then, you know, it's just whatever happens with Dustin Connor and we're uh, on to the next champion. Cause I don't know, you know, I think if it ends up being Dustin, I think that Dustin beats Michael Chandler. Um, Connor right now, if he does end up beating Dustin, I, I think that's a nightmare matchup for him and Chandler just because Chandler is, is, is explosive and, and fast and a good wrestler. But, you know, they've said that about a lot of guys in terms of people fighting Connor and uh, you know, a lot of them don't end up winning. So we'll see what happens there. But again, my prediction, first round knockout from Chandler uh, again, Oliveira deserves this, but he ain't going to pull this through. So just to recap, uh, Dariush, I think he's going to win by decision. And I think Michael Chandler is going to win with a first round knockout. So uh, yeah, and we'll hopefully a little bit better of a, a weekend this week. It's only two fights. Hopefully I can't, I can't make that many wrong decisions and there's only two. Um, but we'll get into boxing because we had the GOAT this weekend and he showed out as per usual. Uh, you know, I think it's just like we said, it's the same story every time. They all have something. They all think they have something, but then they get in the ring and, you know, he was just showing off. And it's, I think that, uh, you know, he had a lot. He had his game plan set and he stuck with it, you know, beautifully. So I'll let Jake start to break it down, though. Yeah, uh, it, it the fight went pretty much how I think anybody that really knows boxing and, and has watched Canelo, I, I think it went the way that everyone expected. Canelo gets in there, sort of slowly stalks the guy around and lets him do certain things, while all the while, even though so so. The, the early rounds, the first two rounds, right? Not a lot happened. But Canelo was getting himself in position. He was letting Billy Joe know that I'm going to be right here. And every time you move to the left or the right, I'm cutting you off. I'm back in front of you, right? And that ended up coming into play later on when Billy Joe started to feel it. Like he... uh one, let me get this out of the way real quick. Uh, Chris Mannix is the worst fucking scorer in all of us. I, 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 I can't believe that these anybody jokes. anybody that scores, but like even celebrities, like guest celebrities come on and score these fights, they do a better. Chris Mannix sucks. Um, he sucks at talking. He has a stupid face. Um, and, and the other thing, uh, Sergio Mora too is, and you know, I was listening to Sean Porter's podcast, and he said the same thing. He was like, uh, Sergio Mora and. Chris Mannix were trying to sell the fight after the fight already started. Yeah. You know, they're in there like, oh, Billy Joel's doing this and Billy Joel's doing And really, Billy Joel did nothing. Like, if you look at the numbers, the, the copy box numbers at the end, I think uh, total punches, uh, the, the, the connect percentage for Canelo, I think, was like 36%. And Billy Joel was like 20 or 21, something, something like that. So he outlanded them. Landed at a higher percentage. Uh, so it wasn't even close. Like, even if you were looking at it like that, like, oh, Billy Joe's letting his hands go. 
he wasn't fucking landing anything, and he didn't land as much as as Canelo yeah. anyway. I, what um, I saw, I saw that Saunders was a lot more active than the last couple guys were, and like he did, like he didn't he didn't hurt Canelo by any means, but he caught Canelo like once or twice, yeah. and I, and like it was just like at a time where Canelo knew what he wanted to do, which was yeah. he's looking for power shots. He was waiting until fucking Saunders got in the right position. He was just letting it fly. Not like in terms of volume, but he was letting his punches, like they were going and they were bombs. And then they were looking at that and they were like, Oh, you know, he's not doing much. That's all I kept like, that's all I could think that they were looking at. Cause other than that, I didn't see anything that said Canelo was losing that fight or let alone by like the number that they were talking. Like, I don't know. I, that was, yeah. but uh, Listen, Chris Mannix, this is what happens when you let white middle-aged suburban dudes come in here and analyze boxing, okay? He should be worrying about the things that white middle-aged suburban dudes worry about, like golf, uh, your lawn, and hitting your wife, okay? <laughs> Do those things. Leave boxing the fuck alone because, again, like Sean Porter said, he was like, they were trying to sell the fight after the fight already started. Like, we don't need any more of that. Now we need actual commentary. Like, tell us what's going on. Don't tell us what you hope will happen and what, you know, what you're, you're, you feel is happening. Tell us, use your fucking eyeballs and tell us what's happening. There's no way th- that uh, Billy Joe, he, he had him winning, uh, what do you have, five? At the time of the 16, stoppage, I think he had five rounds. 16. Billy Joe, he had five rounds. Yeah. He gave him five rounds. I mean, what do you, so I rewatched the fight again the other day. The, the only possible rounds that could have went to billy joe are one five and six mm-hmm. so the only rounds and and one i still think uh canelo won that round because he landed a couple of significant shots and he was again he was he was winning the position battle billy joe was moving around and being a little active he was sticking his jab out there a little bit canelo canelo was in the center of the huh Canelo was standing in the center of the ring the whole time yeah, well, he, yeah, because he, he was cutting the ring off. He yeah. wasn't letting him go. He was making Billy Joe move where he wanted him to, to move. That's ring generalship. That's winning the fight right there. That, that's a strategy. Because there weren't any enough significant punches thrown, you would go to that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's part of scoring. And But even so, like Canelo landed like two huge body shots, yeah. at least in that first round. So five and six – are ones where you could say, okay, Billy Joe, you know, landed a bunch of jabs, couple power shots here and there, looked a lot better. Other than that, nothing, nothing. So going back, circling all the way back to to what I was watching and what smart people were watching was Canelo from round one set like he, he it, it was chest. He was setting this dude up so he could get the payoff at the end um and remember last week i said watch out for that rear uppercut and then the two body shots right after and i was thinking the rear uppercut because billy joe is one of those dudes that that likes to bend at the waist right so watch that uppercut bang bang but i noticed right from the beginning canelo would step in with that power jab and then come with that rear uppercut right after and what it looked like a body shot in the first couple rounds but you see what he, how he knocked him out, and you realize they had that plan. They watched tape, and they know Billy Joe leans forward at the waist when he's ducking punches. So he threw the jab out to get him to bend, and he caught him right in the middle on the way down. That's what he was doing from the beginning. 
Yeah. From the beginning, there was no, there was no way Billy Joe was coming out of that alive. There was yeah. no fucking way. And um, I mean, and like I said, there was a setup. That was literally what it was. Yeah. It was a setup. Yeah, he he knew what he was doing. Everyone knew what the fuck was gonna happen. Billy Joe knew what was gonna happen. Even the rounds where he was doing well, he knew what was gonna happen. Because I mean, the the few power shots that he actually got through Canelo's guard and sort of like snapped Canelo's head, Canelo walked right through him. Yeah. So Billy Joe knew what was coming. He's like, oh shit, you know, I'm fucked <laughs> now. Because the hardest shit I threw, he's just eating that shit, walking, stalking me down. Yep. Um, it just it wasn't gonna end well. Um. I tell you, as soon as he caught him with, with that shot too, and he popped his head back up, I, I turned to Bree and I was like, his his orbital bone is broken. Yeah. And I, I, I know that because I, the only time I've been knocked out in my life, it was in a street fight, my orbital bone broke. Really? And like I could still, I could, I could like now my my eye, right under my eye is a little bit more um it's like you could feel that's callous. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. out a little bit more. But if I were just to like tap my eye softly, it would like balloon up a little bit. Really? Uh, yeah, but I, so I just I just know what that looks like and what it feels like and his reaction. So as soon as he pulled his head up, you could see it was already bruising. Yeah, yeah. You you could tell it was it was all smashed. It was smashed. You could tell immediately. And then all he did for the rest of the round was back up. Mm-hmm. Didn't he didn't uh, what he throw like three punches the rest of the round? Yeah, he, all he he was on the defensive just trying to get away. Well, and then as soon as he hit that that punch, Canelo started like hyping up the crowd. He knew he yeah, fucked him up. He knew yeah. too. He knew too. Because he, he said it. He's like, I went back to the corner. He's like, I broke his cheek. He, he knew too. Um, it was he probably felt it. He probably fucking felt that shit. Yeah, I mean, you could you could you could hear the impact of that shot. Like going back and watching the replay, the impact of that shot, even over the crowd and everything, was a different sound than the impact of all the other shots in the fight. So you could yeah. tell that it was a different shot as soon as it landed. Um, and again, that that wasn't like, oh man, you know, uh, when when a puncher like Canelo is throwing punches, this is a punch that could happen. That was set up. That was deliberate. Yeah. That shot, that specific shot, having him bend at the waist and lean right into the shot was set up. That's something that they, they had in their game plan. And it's brilliant. And it's why the combination of Canelo being the fighter that he is and the trainer that Reynoso is, is why none of these other fucking clowns are going to beat him. And then after the fight, Demetrius Andrade was it was in the shit talking about like, oh, you, why don't you fight me? He's like, bro, you, you got rocked by Liam Williams your last fight. Rocked. Twice, like your knees were wobbly twice by Liam Williams. That dude could barely know how to throw a punch right. You know what I mean? And you got rocked twice by him. Um, and then you know, obviously now Caleb Plant is the it's the obvious next yeah. fight. And and here we go, starting like Caleb Plant's been on podcast, like yeah, what do you do different that's going to work against Canelo? Well, I feel like I'm faster, I'm bigger, I take boxing more seriously. Hmm. It, it means nothing. It means nothing. You know what I mean? It, it, the the thing that stands out the most moving forward w- with some of these guys is not even their their physical ability, like their their, their toolbox. Because I mean, if we're being honest, Caleb Plant does have the toolbox to to fight to make a fight with Canelo competitive. Yeah, and um, I'm sure he has the heart. Like I've seen him in, in you know some tough situations, but I've also seen him be lazy in certain parts of certain fights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen him get hit. Um, and you know, I've seen him take his foot off the gas. It, it, and again, all of that shit is part of being a, a, a great fighter. It's like knowing when to step on the gas. And we all know Canelo knows that he just has like this innate 
sort of like this, this sixth sense for boxing, like when to really go in, when to, he, like he, it's like he can see inside his opponent's soul. Like I know now's the time to fucking push because this guy's ready to quit. Yeah. And that's, that's something that you can't learn in the gym, man. Like some guys are just fucking built to fight more than yeah. others. Like there's a reason why Canelo's got like seven brothers. They all fought and Canelo's the one that became pound for pound. Yeah. There's something inside him that's different than other fighters. Right. I mean, um, yeah, he just, I think he just understands the game. And like, when you looked at that fight, like I said, it was annoying because I thought Billy Joe, you know, and I thought he, he looked like, I thought he looked okay, but at yeah. no point did I ever. He's a good boxer. Yeah, he yeah. looked fine. Yeah. yeah. And he had, like I said, he moved well. He was flashy. You know, he got some through, he got some punches through, which obviously the fucking last two dudes that Canelo fought didn't really get any, or not uh, the last two. Who did he fight before? Uh, you talking about Rocky Felding back in December. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, those dudes were not, you know, they shouldn't have been in the ring with Canelo. So, like, you know, seeing a guy like Billy Joe, who obviously has the skill to be in the ring with Canelo, was he good enough to beat Canelo? No, because I don't know that anybody is. But, like, he had some – he had his moments. And, like, he actually – like like you said, there were some rounds that, like, you could actually go in and say, yeah, he could have won these rounds. And it was, it was you know, but I, I think with his game plan, he went in and – they knew exactly, like you said, what the fuck was going to happen. And then it just happened. And Canelo was just like, and that was the thing is like, you saw Canelo from the first round. Like he wasn't, he wasn't throwing like a lot of shots. Like he was looking for the right ones and he was just fucking He wasn't bombs. trying to outpoint him. Bombs. He Bomb. was not trying to outpoint him. He yeah. knew like, I'm going to hit him hard and I'm going to hit him right here with these hard shots. I, they know exactly what they want to do. There was no rush. Right. Even when Billy Joe turned it on a little bit, stepped it, there was no rush. Yeah. Canelo, you could see even the way that Canelo like got on his bicycle, nice and easy, nice and relaxed, boom, set back down, stalk him again. Like nothing deterred him. And that, that's the thing about Canelo now is that, you know, all that skill that he has combined, like now combined with all this experience that he has, it's just, it's, it's not going to happen, man. It's not looking good for, you know, 160 to all the way up to 175. Because even like people are like, oh, what about Canelo and, and Better Beav? Better Beav did not look good in his last fight. Um, and if he's all stumbling around like that, I think Canelo would just box the shit out of him at this point. Yeah. So I, 160 to 175, it's not looking good for anybody, man. I, I just, I don't, I don't think anyone beats him right now, um, yeah. at least for the next few years. And t- until Canelo, you know, reaches his mid to late 30s, I don't think anyone's touching him. Yeah. To be honest, with I mean, you. at that point, he's probably going to get smart. I like, but whatever. But I mean, like, but he's going to be a billionaire anyway. He probably yeah. Like, you. yeah, I really, I really, you know, it's starting to come down to the point that like he really might only have that. Like, he's if he leave, if he retires with the only blemish on his record to Floyd, like, you know, like that's he's got to go down. I mean, he already is, but like, he's got to be on the conversation for like greatest boxers of all time because he just has everything you look for and like just he's just the uh like the definition of mexican fire just fucking everything you want so yeah yeah he he's he's something else and um so we we get hopefully um i'm i'm expecting to hear it soon like within the next month or so maybe sooner than that that the uh caleb plant canelo fight is made for september I, again, I don't. I don't know that we need to say more. I think it's another win for Canelo. He he he's undisputed. Um, then maybe he fights 
Benavides because people have been calling for that. Benavides, I, I think, I think by far, other than Golovkin, even though Golovkin is at the age that he's in, Golovkin looked really good his last fight. Other than Golovkin, I think Benavides would probably be Canelo's toughest fight. Mm-hmm. I, I still, I still don't think. I think Benavides doesn't. He doesn't move enough, either his feet or his head, to even outpoint Canelo um, with the way that he boxes. You know, the, the using his length and throwing, you know, these high volume combinations all the time. Um, I don't think I don't. I just don't think he has enough overall. So even though I think that will be the toughest fight, I think Canelo beats him and. And then it's like, you know, what do we, we got a bunch of ho-hum fights, ho-hum, you know, Canelo beats another dude, yeah. you know, you know that, that's what we're looking at. And it kind of sucks because he's so great and yeah. he's running out of people to beat up. Yeah. Again, that people now are calling for, you know, going, going back down to 160 fighting Andre and, and Charlo. And it's like, yeah, th- those guys are good, but they're, they're not at that level. So we we just we're looking at Canelo just beating the fucking shit out of so many guys that there's no. Imagine if he fucking unified like three divisions. <laughs> yeah, he probably will. He probably will. He'll probably fucking unify 168 and then go down to 160 and do it there, you know, or maybe 175. You know, I wouldn't put it past him. He's capable because again, it, the, those divisions, I don't see anyone that is threatening to him. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, he's a GOAT. We keep saying it. He might even be – I mean, he's easily – you know, he's easily the best fighter. And he's turning – like, you know, he's a superstar. And, like, you know, every, I mean, for, for the most part, everyone knows who Canelo is. And, like, um, you know, he's just he's just that good. And he's doing a lot of good things. And he's, he's doing it the right way, too. He's not doing – he's not flashy. Like we said last week, you know, like we talked about it last week where this dude just boxes. There's nothing else that he does. He just fucking boxes. He just goes in. He does what he's got to do. He does it. You know, he had the steroid thing in the past, but like, you know, he, he's just, he's doing what he needs to do. He's just working hard. And I, as long as he does that and I don't see him ever changing from that, then we're good. You know, he's, he's going to win. He's going to keep winning handily. Yep. Um, but yeah. And then we'll, once we have more news on the, uh, the uh, Caleb plant and Canelo fight, we'll go from there and we'll talk about it. But yeah, it looks like that's going to be it. Um, and then we got a uh, one fight this weekend, right? Yeah, I, there are a few fights, but I mean, this is this is the one for um, uh, Louis Neary and Brandon Figueroa are fighting for Neary's, uh, I think WBC uh, Junior Featherweight Belt. Um, should be an action-packed fight. Uh, it's on Showtime. Um, as far as far as breaking it down, like this one is actually tough. Um, it was tough for me uh, because Lewis Neary is like one of these guys that is sort of typical at that weight, throws a ton of punches, um, lands a ton of punches, doesn't really seem to give a fuck about getting hit because mm-hmm. he never moves his head, but he throws so many punches and he throws so hard so often that he doesn't really have to worry about it. And, and then you got Brandon Figueroa, who's taller and longer than him, throws great, like really, really great body shots. And, you know, when I was first watching the tape of these two guys, I'm like, ah, yeah, Figueroa is going to, he's going to hammer this dude because he's, he's got the length and, and these body shots are great and, and, and Neary takes too many shots. 
But then as I watched a little bit more of Figueroa, and I really wanted, so Neri is the favorite. And I really wanted to um, pick Figueroa as the, the underdog to get this knockout. But after watching his last two fights, he, he just, um, he doesn't use his range well. Um, he's very clumsy on his feet. Um, and when he gets those body shots off, he sort of, he makes himself small. Mm-hmm. So him being three inches taller than Neary um, probably isn't going to help because once he lands these shots, he immediately comes down like this and puts his shoulder on the other guy's shoulder and, and becomes small. Like that's where Neary does his work. Yeah. He's throwing, he's going to throw 9 million punches. Um, again, Figueroa doesn't really move his head either. Um, so I think it's going to be an action-packed fight. I think uh, both guys are are, are going to really fuck each other up. But I just think it's going to come down to an accumulation of punishment. I think Neary's going to, you know, knock him out late and say the ninth or tenth round. All right. So there you have it. Neary, ninth, ten round knockout. Again, Canelo's the GOAT. UFC, we got the lightweight championship of the world this weekend. Um, I don't think there's much UFC news, uh, I, you know, at least that I know of right now. Um, I think that in other returns, we got a couple good fights coming up in the next few weeks. And then we got, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. And then, um, well, I think, uh, I don't know if this has been announced yet, but it's looking like Nganu is going to fight Derek Lewis and not John Jones next. So I, I think that John Jones is asking for a lot of money and they're just, I don't know why they're not about it right now, which that should be the next fight, but I love Derek Lewis. I'd love to see Derek Lewis. Um, I, lo- I mean, I like Ngannou as a champion, but to see Derek Lewis get that fucking belt would be something else. I'd love it. Um, he's even said he doesn't even want the belt. He's just said that. He's like, I don't care about the belt. He's like, he's like if they want, to, want me to fight for it, I'll fight for it. He's like, I'll fight anybody, but like, I'm not like doing it for the belt. So I, I kind of yeah. want him to win. Cause I think it would just be that much more interesting. But um, nothing announced officially yet, but it's looking like Lewis is going to fight Ngannou. And then, uh, and then I would assume it would be Ngannou versus – or the winner of that versus John Jones. So, um, you know, fight-wise, I think Ngannou versus Jones needs to be made. But if Derek Lewis has to fight John Jones, I don't, I don't know. I will see. But um, boxing news, uh, Ryan Garcia uh, says he's fighting who, – who's the guy he's fighting? Raleigh Ramiro. Raleigh Romero. Uh, he was yeah. supposed to fight. Um, who was it? Javier Fortuna. Fortuna, but he pulled out for uh, mental health issues. So hopefully he's getting better. If that's you know if that means he's getting better, that'd be good. And yeah, I guess I guess that was his his thing again. He he came out on one of his social media platforms. Apparently, I didn't see it, um, but he he announced it himself. So I don't know how real um, the actual fight is because we've heard him say before he's going to fight Pacquiao and he's going to do this. He's going to fight Davis and. Yeah. And none of that stuff happened. So who knows? But that's what Ryan Garcia said. Yeah. So try to pay attention to it. We'll keep up with it. Got a big weekend in the UFC. Like I said, if you guys have the time and you want to watch it, we got the lightweight championship. It's going to start set a lot of things in motion for this year. And uh, yeah. So again, as always, if you guys have any questions, shoot them our way. If you want us to watch anybody, check anybody out, we'll check them out. Let us know your predictions. Enjoy the fights this weekend. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.